Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you, which is The Destined Life. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. I'm your host, Destiny Harris. Uh, let the people know who you are, where you're from, what's going on with you. Awesome. Yes. Hi, everybody. So my name is Danielle Timmons. I am a podcaster. I am a speaker. I am passionate about seeing other people thrive in purpose, be everything God has called them to be, overcome trauma, and be the best versions of themselves. So I am a therapist transitioned speaker. And so I have all the mental health knowledge, all that background and and all that good jazz, but I also am a trauma survivor. So I know firsthand what it is like to overcome trauma and to do it with Jesus. So that's pretty much what my ministry is about, is about helping people be everything God has created them to be, despite whatever it is that they went through. So you can find me uh, on social media at I am Anyel at Bloom With Purpose Podcast. And I am so excited about being here. So thank you, Destiny. Yes, no problem. I'm so excited. You're, I'm just, I cannot wait to get into this episode. But before we get started, um, I want to start off by asking, uh, by getting stuff off of our chest. I feel like it's important when you're talking with, because this is our first time having a conversation, you know, and I feel like it's important for you to let people know how you feel and just how you feel in the moment. So I want to ask you, is there anything you want to get off your chest before we get into the episode? Yeah. yeah, thank you, love. Um, I would just say, keep believing God. So for me, I'm a visionary. I always, God always gives me these huge visions, right? Kind of like Joseph, where he gives me these big visions to do all of these things. And sometimes I can get a little overwhelmed. And I, I sometimes want the promise before the process. And so something to get off my chest is just, encur- like, I'm encouraging you as I'm encouraging myself to trust in God's promises, like it might not come as soon as we think, but God is good that he is able and that he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think and that his plans are good. So whatever it is that you are believing God for, continue to believe him. He is, he is amazing. He's a good father. He is good. And sometimes when we don't see the manifestation of what he has told us, we can sometimes fall into a little bit of, of, of sadness or disappointment, but continue to trust God, okay? Yes, I love that. Um, yeah. Right now, uh, I feel, to get off my chest, there's a lot going on with me. And uh, today, um, I thought today was Saturday, but it's not. It's Friday. Um, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I still have to go to work. And I was like, but uh, I have a lot of stuff I have to do. But I actually found joy within that because there was a time I wasn't doing anything. God has uh, blessed me to be able to be in school, to have a podcast, to um, be over different ministries at church and just doing so many different things. And I'm like, I'm busy doing what I love. And I'm glad that I can say that. I'm not busy stuff that I hate or like that I just have to do to get by but I'm like able to do something great and I love working on the podcast and making different things you know doing this recording and stuff it's just amazing so I 
right now to get off my chest, I just, I feel good and I feel amazing. And uh, for those people who maybe feel a little overwhelmed right now, just have joy in knowing that you actually are doing something. You're not sitting down, you know, doing nothing because, you know, God created us to work and to be able to uh, spread the gospel and to help others, you know? So that's how I'm feeling right now. I feel joy and I feel happiness and I just, I, I feel <laughs> Yes. Um, today, y'all, we're going to talk about it. I know I've talked to y'all about, um, my social life I don't like talking to people like that you know I well I, I'll talk with them but I don't want them to get close to me and I've realized I'm a person I'm just kind of like hmm. you know I have a bit of trust issues I'm gonna be honest um so today uh today's episode is called um you ready to come over here so are you ready to come into my circle are you ready to come into my space um, and that's why I have Aniela on here because I wanted to ask her, um, you know, questions and stuff because, you know, she's a little bit older than I am. Not like old, old, but like just a little bit older, a few years. <laughs> but uh, she knows a little bit more than I do because right now I'm struggling. I'm not talking to people like I should. They're trying to, my family and my friend, they're like, we're trying to push you out to talk to people and to get to know other people. So um, before we get started, can you, um, can you give, me, uh, give us your story? Sure. So um, my story, I guess, let me give you guys the short version of it. Is I was born and raised in a single parent household by my single mother. And she often worked two and three jobs to make ends meet. My dad wasn't around until my mid-teens. And I grew up with a stepdad in my house who was addicted to drugs. He was abusive. And it was a lot of strife and, and hurt and pain going on. Um, I experienced physical abuse <laughs> almost every day and even learning as I went through my program of social work, physical abuse actually can affect the child's self-esteem. So I grew up with low self-esteem. I grew up not even thinking I was beautiful or I knew I was attractive, but my self-esteem was so low that I would settle and I would look for love in all the wrong places. I ended up going through a situation where I made, I, did, I made a dumb decision, basically. When I was 15 years old, me and my boyfriend, I wanted to keep him. So we ended up having sex. I'm going to be completely vulnerable, honest. We ended up having sex, and we did so on school property, right? Crazy. And the whole school found out. I was basically outcasted by school. I was outcasted kind of by my family. I was confined to my room. And I remember just weeping on the floor, crying out to God, like, God, like, I need you to fast for my life. I don't think my life is worth it. I remember crying so hard that my eyes couldn't even produce tears. I remember just this, this cycle of me going to school, being rejected, and going home and being rejected. And I remember just this, this pain that I felt, this heaviness that I was like, wow, if I got it, God, if you can get me through this, I know you're real, God. Like, I need you to come through. And so my family and I ended up moving. That was my ninth grade year. We ended up moving to another school. My mom wanted me to have a first start. And I got into, uh, or my dad and I reconnected. And he was like, you know what? Like, I want to bless you. I have someone I think you would be a good fit to be mentored by. He introduced me to a good friend of his who ended up mentoring me. And she's the one who basically kind of transformed, well, I guess begin the process of healing. I would say her Jesus first because I became a Christian and then she came into my life. And Jesus being the foundation, God then blessed me with her. And I remember her saying something that was so pivotal for me. She said, your past doesn't matter. One day I was ranting about my past and all my mistakes. Every time she would ask me about a goal, I would go back to my past. And she said, your past doesn't matter. What matters is your future and your now. We can't change your past, but we can change your present and your future. 
And that was revolutionary for me. That was trans transformational for me because for the first time I heard someone say that my past did not matter and that she didn't even care to hear about my past. What she wanted to know about was my goals and, and what I wanted for myself and my future. And so when I heard that, that's when the ball began to roll and I just threw myself into my healing, uh, me and Jesus, me and self-esteem books. I poured into myself. I went to therapy. I even uh, got mental health medications at one point. And I just was just really active about it because the thing about trauma people don't realize is that I can actually affect the brain chemistry. It can affect actually the physical structure of it. And so I am a, a big person on getting Jesus first, right? You're healing. Also get therapy. And if you need medication, do it. Don't abuse it, right? Like you don't want to use anything, but I believe everything is God's resources. And yeah. I'm very passionate about that. And so that's my story. God has done amazing things in my life, including my healing. So now that is why I'm so passionate about seeing other people heal and be everything God has called them to be. Yeah. Okay. That is amazing. That could have been the episode. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> I was, wow. Wow. Um, I hear your story because I read a little bit about it, but I wanted the, uh, of course, the audience to be able to know about it for those who may not know you, but your story is just amazing. For you, you look a lot better, so much better than what you've been through. And I think that is just me because some people you can tell their testimony, with, you know, like just by the way they look, but you know, you look good. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I yeah, so I mean, with going through all of that, would you? Because I know you say you looked. Um, I believe you said you uh, you were looking for love in all the wrong places. Do you think that you were a social butterfly? Were you trying to get like, you know, people around you, or were you more hesitant? I think so. It's, it's levels to it. So I've always been outgoing. <laughs> That has always been my thing. I think the self-esteem thing is a little bit different, but as far as my natural personality characteristics, I am naturally outgoing. I'm naturally a social butterfly. Even now, I'm still a social butterfly. So I've always kind of still been, um, a, you know, especially even in my healthier years, <laughs> I'm still very outgoing. I enjoy people. I enjoy my long time as well, because I will say I'm like an ambivert, which is like a cross between an introvert and extrovert but I don't feel uncomfortable in such situations. I'm always talking to somebody random. When I sit out in, in front of my apartment, like everybody knows me. And sometimes I just want quiet time. And God had to show me like, girl, you're social and I created you this way. And this is why everybody wants to come sit on your porch. So yeah, I'm very outgoing. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause I'm the exact opposite of no, I just, I want, the thing is, is that I want to be more social. I feel like I could, but then I'm like, no, I don't know. I can't trust you. And it's just like, I just don't. Um, but I, I think when it comes to like getting saved, because I know you talked about, you know, receiving God and, uh, you know, making him your captain and just saying, I want you to guide me. You know, when it came to that, did being a social butterfly, did it change? Did, did it change how you spoke to people or who you spoke to? I would say, um, I would say it's, it's, it's um, I would say it's being with God, being now, right, guided by God, uh, contrary to me before when I wasn't saved. I would say I'm definitely more kinder. I'm more patient. God is still teaching me patience. I feel like, I feel like God is going to always be teaching you something. Whatever your struggle is, he's always teaching it to you. Because girl, I went through the airport on Sunday and I was there for eight hours beyond what I was supposed to be there. And I had to put up with so many delays and 
mean people and I had to pray over them and I had to still be kind because that's who God calls me to be. So I would say when I became a Christian, God definitely helped me to, I would say, treat people better. Because before I was a little, I was kind of like, I was always sweet, but I had this little streak about me that if things weren't going my way, I would have attitude and I wasn't always nice. So I would say now I'm, a, I'm more refined and definitely mm-hmm. more loving. Yes, and when it, um, I, I think that's good that you know and that you were able to notice that because some people, they don't see themselves. They just feel like they're perfect and they're good. But when you get saved and you really let God work on you, he'll reveal some stuff in you that you didn't know. And you were like, oh, that's not okay. He's like, yeah, you don't need to change that. Like, ASAP, you know? So uh, when it comes to like building, you know, because I know you had to probably get new friends or maybe you had to keep those old ones or whatever. How was that? That was um, a challenge. I will say that when I became a Christian, a lot of my old friends dropped off because one of them just got on Facebook, kind of started bashing me and the other ones just kind of dropped off when we grew apart. So when I would, and I lived in like four different cities after high school. So I went to college and in two different places. And so um, three different areas when I was after and now I'm in my fourth city. So I would say um, that it was a challenge. And I think that that's when <laughs> the connections and getting plugged into churches and small groups and, and just being friendly. But I will also say and being intentional with where you go to look for friends, because I found in my church communities that I have you know, each area that I moved to, I was in Tallahassee and I was in a, at a church, you know, when I moved to Jacksonville, then I moved to another city called Orange Park and now I'm in St. Pete. And so in each community I was in, I would go into, you know, join a church, get involved in a small group, get involved in uh, whatever ministry, if it was hosting, I did another a talk show up there. And I think as you get acclimated and you get plugged into a church, definitely a community group or a small group, I think that's when you can develop those healthy relationships with people who are who are Christians. Now, they're not going to be perfect because we're dealing with people, <laughs> but you can definitely, I feel like once you get plugged into a church that hopefully has your age group, or even if they don't, just get plugged in and see what God, um, what he does. Yeah, um, I love how you said that, you know, just go out within you working and doing what God has called you to do, you found friends. And I feel like that's also what people tell you. Um, I know what they tell women, you know, just keep working. And then you'll, that man or whoever you want, is they, they'll come to you. Don't You ain't got to go out and find. But just within you working and doing uh, what you're supposed to do, they'll come to you. So has that happened? Have you uh, been dating some people? Like, how, how has that been? Yeah. So the thing, yeah, I definitely have encountered people where it has been me just simply being myself and being out. Now I'm actually, you know, I'm extroverted now. Y'all introverts gonna have to probably do a little bit more. Might have to smile a little bit more. Might have to, you know, compliment someone or um, put yourself in environments to meet people. Because I think for an introvert and extrovert, your meeting people is going to be a little bit different. And I want to encourage again, meeting people within uh, a church or Christian context, because the thing about it is, and I'm learning, I'm 28. By the way, how old are you, Destiny? I'm 19. 
19. Oh, you, oh right when I got <laughs> saved, girl. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I will say, giving this advice, I will like I'm talking to you like I'm talking to my young younger self. I will say be a little bit cautious about where you find friends. Yeah. Because the fact that I'm, you know, I was young, attractive, outgoing, and everybody that I met was not good for me. And being a naive Christian, you can think that you can help people, you can change them, that it's okay because Jesus, you know, it is okay to bring people to Christ. And because Jesus did hang out with sinners and he did make his ministry about the loss. However, though, for a young woman who struggled with promiscuity in the past, me meeting these fine, attractive men in the gym and hanging out with them at their house is not the best thing. Right, right. So I would say be cautious about who you let in your space. You can lead, you can, you can be in a, a great example, pray for people, be there for people, but be very cautious about who you let into that inner space and be cautious about where you spend time with them, where you go. But I will say though, as far as the young Christian girl or woman or young Christian man, be in environments that are what you believe in, that they're going to, they're going to help you grow. So I would say, um, if that's, um, I'm, I joined Toastmasters, that's a public speaking group. It's not necessarily Christian, but I definitely think it's a great way for, for you to meet people and even for you to influence uh, people in a secular setting. I will also say church. So getting it plugged into a church. Uh, I know people who go to two different churches as far as like they attend one for the ministry and then they also go to one for the small group. So I'm not telling you like to be a church hopper, but definitely immerse yourself in, in yeah. Christian environments to meet more Christian people. For sure, for sure. Um, I I just thought the other day, well, I've been seeing it for a while. They said we need to normalize friend dates. Like, you know how people, they always go on a date, you know, because I like you. But there's just some people I could have, um, I have like a friend crush on somebody. Like, I would like to be your friend. I think you're cool. So what do you think about that? And what do you think a friend date should include? Like what, what should happen on a friend date? I think that is so cute. So <laughs> I have definitely done those. I've had girls I've met online through the podcasting, which I think is so dope that you're doing this. You're going to find yourself meeting so many women who you're going to be like, oh, you are dope. And I'm excited about getting to know you. And I would love to get to know you. And you can say it like that. I mean, I'm that person. And I have met a lot of the girls through my podcast and we have developed um, friendships with. And so even I went on this girl's trip this past weekend where I preached my first sermon <laughs> and at her conference called a Girl Code Collective. And so a lot of the women that I met through the podcast and through um, Ashley, one of my friends or whatever, um, we met online. And so, and we both reached out and we, you know, developed a friendship and I met some other people through her and I met some other women online just because, you know, just by the podcast. And I met some other young men, platonic, of course. And so I would just say, um, I think that's a great idea. I have went on friend dates. I've, um, befriended girls and we went to the local coffee shop and just kind of met up and we talked about our goals and how we talked about our relationship with God and where we're at. And so I would say that that is a great thing. I, um, another book I would encourage you guys to check out is called, um, it's by D Ber Dean Bernstein, sorry, D, D-E-E Bernstein. And it's about women and friendships. I believe that's the title, but basically she talks about in the book 
how women, we have this natural ability to be vulnerable and to make people comfortable, to be a safe place for people. And how when you get a woman friend, you kind of get a get free therapy and you get um, comfort in how uh, most people will say that their their closest confidant is a woman. And so I will say that that's totally fine um, going on a friend date. Also though, I will say study women friendships. So because I came from a past where there was a lot of trauma, I never knew how to love a woman, a friend. <laughs> I never knew, understood how to maintain a healthy, healthy friendships. So when I read the book, one of my, my uncle always shared about how he was my spiritual soundboard, how he recommended the book. And what the book did for me is it taught me how to be in a healthy relationship with a woman, what to expect, um, how to treat a woman, how to talk to a woman. Because a lot of the times we, when we don't see healthy relationships model, we can get into these friendships and have high expectations of them or uh, just treat them bad, poorly, and not pour into these relationships. So they talk about nourishing friendships. And that's where I'm at. I'm really big about kind of nourishing my relationships and my friendships and how I talk to women because women are super sensitive. Like you, you, you and I both know, like women are so sensitive. And so the way you talk to women has to be different. The way you, you uh, express yourself, the way you um, maneuver, like, I guess, go about that re relationship is so different. But I will also say to read that book, study, relate, study friendships, but also study self-esteem because sometimes it could be a lot of projection going on in, in friendships. If, you, if a person is, is, is not confident in who they are and their natural abilities, even just words of Criticism, even in the slightest form, can be detrimental to someone who has very low self-esteem. So I will say, study women, study friendships, get plugged into a church, right? But also study self-esteem and let you and Jesus work on your self-esteem. Get some books, get some teachings, do affirmations, get to know your personality uniqueness, what makes you tick, what makes you talk, what you enjoy, what you're naturally compatible with. Because again, if you get in a relationship with a healthy, confident woman and you're not healthy and conf confident in yourself, then anything that she does or says can, because I've experienced that where women have inter interpreted something I did or said, and I'm like, Honey, my intentions for you have been well-meaning for since we've gotten into this, this friendship. But sometimes when women are not confident in themselves, it's a projection. And I did it too. When I was um had low self-esteem, I remember I would get close to this girl who was so outgoing, so bubbly. And I would and I got like like I would start nitpicking certain things. And when I was like see her hear her say certain things, I would take it personal. But that was just because that was my low self-esteem, my insecurity. Um, and, yeah, instead of just me realizing this girl is just happy. This girl is just being herself. This girl has no ill intention. She's not fake. She's not whatever. This girl is just a bubbly, happy girl. And so I would say, get to know yourself, know what you're compatible with, um, know your strengths and weaknesses. So you can interpret if someone's saying something to be hurtful or helpful. Yes, I, I think that's so important. I feel like with me, when it comes to friendships and like right now, when it comes to dating, I'm not like trying to go after that right now, but it's like something maybe a little bit later down the line. And it's not saying that I'm like, if somebody talked to me, I'm like, huh, you know, like I'd be cool if I'm feeling that way, but I just, 
but uh when it comes to friendships and stuff i'm i feel like another reason why i'm a little hesitant about it is because i'm still learning who i am and i don't want somebody else coming in then i start to try to be like them or um they start you know how you were saying like you you start getting offended by the way uh, things they may say or how they may act and it's just really just you like your low self-esteem and all that stuff so i feel like i'm still working on myself for sure um i'm not saying i'm gonna be perfect you know like right now you know i'm only, I, I am 19 so i'm really young you know but i'm i'm working on myself and also with me being um because i am speaking i speak as well um i do um also a praise team leader all these different things wow being in the spot like I just feel like I gotta be right and I also have to watch who who is around me I have to watch who is in my circle so what is friend material like those people who are like okay so what is somebody who could be my friend like who is that person so what is friend material to you sure I want I want to say though um pray for discernment so everything you said is great and I think um and because you're in that that leadership role like you said you you do want to of course like be guided and and, and guard your heart um i will say just pray for discernment regarding um when you get around people because sometimes like it's crazy some people will tell you that your what is it your basis for um your feelings are not legitimate but like i found a lot of times my discernment is spot on like if I feel something, generally, like I'm pretty right about it. And then it doesn't help that I was a therapist and I know like body language and and <laughs> all the passive aggressive tendencies, eye movements, girl. It's just sometimes I'd be like, God, why did you why did you show me all this? But um, I would definitely say go off your natural like your natural vibe, pray for discernment because sometimes it can be in the form of feelings. And then as you follow a feeling, God, why did I feel so uncomfortable in that person's presence? Why, what was it? And as you're thinking, you're like, oh, okay, because that person kept cutting me off. Oh, okay, because I noticed that person wasn't really listening to me. They were just uh, expressing themselves, but they didn't even care to hear what I had to say. Or they didn't ask me any questions to even um, get to know me. It was all about them. And so sometimes when we get in people's presence, it can kind of be like, um, I don't know. Um, but I'll also say too, as far as a friendship now, as far as like us being in the church, we're going to get hurt. We're going to have people who are going to do that. We're going to have people who are going to be somewhat self-centered. They're going to be hurtful. They're going to be annoying. But that's just, God still calls us the church community. And it involves many different people from various walks of life. So as far as us being involved in church, it is going to be people there that may not be our cup of tea. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we don't go and we justify not being there. But as far as a friendship material, I would say for you to decide what it is you need in a friendship. So decide what you need in a friendship, decide what qualities you love within yourself, you appreciate, and also what you appreciate between and someone else. So one of the things I appreciate, a few things I appreciate in, in a woman friend is uh, vulnerability. I really believe that we should be able to be vulnerable. Women, we're emotional beings. We should be able to have that emotional intimacy, that emotional space where we can say, hey, that hurt me. Or, hey, you know, I had a sucky day and girl, it was just so overwhelming. And this happened and that happened. And you should feel safe. You shouldn't feel judged. You shouldn't feel like you can't express that. And you shouldn't feel like they're going to take that and go somewhere else with it. So definitely being able to be emotionally vulnerable. Also someone who's just transparent. If something 
is bothering them that they can kind of tell you and that they're not going to hold a whole lot of stuff in and they're not going to um I, I value transparency I don't like to guess how you're feeling I don't like to try to like uh pry, pry you open and and then a year later I find out you you've been holding hoarding all this tension and, and offenses with things like I don't like it just be transparent with me. Um, so far, that's what I appreciate. So transparency, emotional vulnerability. And I appreciate um, just someone who is, I guess it's like a good person to be around. Like they're positive. I don't even care if they're outgoing or introverted. Just someone who's positive and hopeful. And, you know, when you get with them, you feel like alive. You feel like it's, you want to be with them. But I, you know, I don't really care for you know, for other personality that's kind of like moping and kind of like the tolerant people who want to tolerate people. I feel like if you're going to be in a friendship, like I want to enjoy you. I want, I want to like feel like you're positive and, and, and it's somewhat of a, what is it called? A mutual mutuality in some regard. Like you can pour into me, I can pour into you. Like the word says iron sharpens iron. Right. So um, those are some things that I definitely look for. Yes, I love that. You said some great things, amazing things. Um, it was, oh yes, that's what she said. You said something about uh, making sure that you, uh, being vulnerable, being able to feel comfortable enough to say how you feel and that you don't want to have to, feel like you have to tell your friend, hey, like, what's going on and keep saying it. That is, that's one of my pet peeves is when I ask somebody what's going on and they don't want to tell me. And it's just like, don't come up here with that bad vibe and then you don't even want to talk about it. Like, don't come over here now, you know? And my sister actually, um, the first segment of the show, which was um, Get It Off Your Chest, it was actually inspired by her. Um, she's an actress, my sister's an actress, and she does, uh, before they start rehearsal or whatever, they ask, they all come together in a circle and they tell each other how they're feeling. And they have to be real because they let them know, hey, right now I'm not feeling well. I'm upset, I'm aggravated. They just tell each other and they say, and it helps them to be able to move forward. You know, being active with people and being with them, you know, you gotta know how, you gotta know how they feel it. And you having this, this fake face and make it look like you got a problem with me. And I'm like, what's going on? And I, you know, you take it personal and it's like, it had nothing to do with you. It's something that happened before they even got there, you know? So that's the reason why I started that. And I just, um, I think that's just something people should be able to do. And I feel like um, one of the things that I, am kind of uh hesitant about when it comes to friendships is being vulnerable like people I want to be but then it's just like I can't trust I don't know if I could really talk to you because I'm also a PK so uh you know being judged or whatever and everybody else can talk everybody else can say stuff but I can't you know like I'm supposed to be perfect I'm supposed to be right you know so it's just like it's uncomfortable for me so I think that's just something when it comes to uh dating though um that's a whole new a whole nother level so when it comes to dating material when it comes to going out for a guy and for those guys that are going out for girls what is something that you that they must have in order for you to even say yeah let's go on the date great 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 question um so really quick I just want to tap on a little bit um of what you said and then we can definitely go on a question yeah. I will say for you in a leadership role you being a preacher's kid um be, me being a there you know former therapist coach speaker same thing, right? Like we, we can get judged, right? So I will say love. Another component is possibly mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably a coach, maybe, you know, even a therapist or whoever, someone that you can just, someone that's not going to judge you, who's going to 
Um, I have a friend who says um, it's going to balance out the humanity and your divinity so that you can kind of just put your mask off and just be like, you know what? I've been struggling. I've been a little bit, you know, tempted lately. Or you can say however you feel. So sometimes you might have to have that within um, a coach or a therapist or mentorship or whatever the case is. Um, so I definitely want to just throw that tidbit out there, y'all. Yes. Um, so <laughs> what'd you say? I said, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, as far as the dating question, so something I now at the age of 28 require is that this person must be, must be a believer and not in just what he says, not in a lip service and what he says, but in how he lives his life and like how to, what he, what he says to a certain extent, because sometimes we can go off of that because out of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. So asking the right questions and then also looking at his lifestyle. So, um, Lately, I have, uh, I think I've been doing much better with my, who I let go out in my, go out with me in my presence. And I will definitely say someone needs to be a believer. Um, one of my, my late great beloved uncle, he would always tell me, he would always ask me if I mentioned a guy, he would say, Annie, my name is Annie. He would say, how was his relationship with Jesus? And based off of that question, if I can answer it pretty strongly, then he would be okay. But most of the time I cannot answer it pretty strongly. And then he would say, then I don't think you should talk to him. He would always tell me that I need to be dating people who have a solid relationship with Jesus, because that is really going to be the determining factor if it's going to even work or go forward. And so I would say, make sure he's solid with God. He's just not talking and just not staying that he's a believer because remember in scripture says, you know, the demons know there's a God and they shudder, you yeah. know, so they have a belief, you know what I mean? Um, so make sure that he is a strong believer in that he wants purity. He wants the, the things of the kingdom and he's willing to wait, especially for sex. Yes, that's something. And I feel like when it comes to all of that, that should be upfront. You know, not like waiting, like, oh, I didn't want to act. Because some people, they get so like with the looks and stuff. And it's just like, well, I'll wait to ask those questions. It's like, no, you need to figure that out. Because I was like, and also you got to, you can't come, you can't be with me and you not, you all the way down here. You got to be on the same level as me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to be able to be able to pour into each other. I don't want to feel like I have to, you know, be your mom and tell you, there oh, you know, the Bible. You, need. you know, of course, there's some times where, you know, you may have that, but it shouldn't. I shouldn't feel like I'm your mother at all, you know? Yes. So, but um, that's just yes, that's so important. I want to, um, because you said some amazing stuff. I thank you. You were like the easiest guest. Like it was just so easy and flowing. Um, <laughs> thank you. Can you give our audience some homework? We have the Destined Life application. So uh, what we'll do is we'll have the guest or myself or whoever, they will give um, homework to the audience. You know, after hearing all this stuff, what do they need to do now? So what is your uh, Destined Life application for the audience today? Mm, so good. Okay. I'm totally going off the cuff. I okay. would say I want you to spend a solid hour with God. Solid hour with God. And just be very prayerful in this hour. Um, 
you know, maybe spend 10 minutes praying, asking God um, to just show you what's in your heart. What are the desires of your heart that maybe you have suppressed or maybe that you don't believe that he will give you? And maybe you still want them, God. Like, God, I still want these desires, but I haven't seen it. So I really want these things fulfilled. And then I want, if you're, if it's friendship or relationship, I want you to be transparent with God. You know, um, like the Bible says, you know, um, ask and you shall receive, you know, especially if it's in alignment with his will. So ask God, pray on it. And then also um, see, you know, what, what your personality strengths are. Who has God called you to be? What are some unique things about you? Because in order to be in a relationship, you have to be confident in who you are. You know, your identity does have to be rooted in Christ. And you also have to do that work of what was put in you from a child. Like I didn't realize like when I was a child, I had so many things put in me. Uh, kind of like I heard of a, a quote that said, a child comes into this world, uh, an empty chalkboard and everybody comes and they scribble little things on them. And so also like what, what was put in you? Did someone put something within you that said that you aren't capable of having conversation? When I was doing therapy, I had a client who he was told for so long that he was autistic. This dude wasn't autistic. He was an introvert. He didn't care for big environments or with a lot of people and a lot of noise. He just liked to be by himself, but he communicated easily I understood everything he said but someone told him or his family told him that he was autistic and he went through his whole life in social situations feeling so insecure because his family started that they started saying okay you're autistic and so we had to, I had to work on changing that like bro you're not autistic I didn't say that but you're not autistic what you are is an introvert and that's okay. So that means that you enjoy your intimate settings. However, you are a great communicator. I had to affirm that you speak, you, are, you articulate yourself very well. It's not that you're incapable. So I would say, be prayerful about your desires, be in the presence of God, you know, be transparent with God. Like, Hey God, um, this is what I want. This is what um, I desire. And then also Lord, can you show me what, what I need to become? in order to receive these friendships, what can I work on? God, what are my personality strengths? What are the things about my personality that can really bless someone? And then from there, okay, what are my areas of improvement? What can I work on? Well, like I said, what were the things that was put in me from childhood? And then just kind of be intentional about working on those things. Pray about working on those things. Ask God, like, God, help me. Do I need to take a personality test, Lord? Um, do I need to spend... Um, time in the gospels and just read through the gospels about like, you know, uh, the Jesus and his characteristics. God, what does the word say about my identity? Uh, the word says that, you know, you are fearful and you're wonderfully made that we're made in the image of God. And so I would just say to spend time with God prayerfully. And also sometimes we got to take time to listen to God. So I would even take 10 minutes to 15 minutes or even as ever long as you need to just like, after you do all of that, just sit in the presence of God. Just sit, ask God, like, Lord, what are you saying to me about all of this? What are you saying to me about friendships? What are you saying to me about me? And just sit, let him start downloading. Because sometimes when we get silent, God is a still small voice and he will start just speaking to you about whatever your whatever his concerns are for you, what he wants for you. Yes, um, I've been 
I love it. I feel like this podcast is kind of like therapy for me, honestly, because I've had, um, I just finished the, uh, not too long ago, I finished the adult-ish series, and I was talking about my transition into adulthood and like getting older and having to do stuff, and the people that I had on there, they were pouring so much into me, like I, um, they were teaching me so many different things, that I feel like it's just, it's helping me. Of course, I want to make sure that I'm going to therapy for sure, like for real, because uh, I was going at one time, and then I stopped, but um. I think it's just so important for you to know yourself and just being able to see who you are. And um, one thing I say is me and God, we are like best friends. Like that is just me and him. And he's like, it's okay for, you know, us too, but I want you to also know some of the other people. And I'm just like, but we are <laughs> all like me. <laughs> like, yes. I but yeah. <laughs> I love but, yeah. that. Yeah, but but um, but before we go, is there anything else that you want to give? Any other advice or um, anything that you can leave the audience with? Um, I just want to leave y'all with that God is good. Like he is good. His promises are good. His ways are good. His paths are good. And sometimes as Christians, because I mean, I, even at the age of 28, I'm like, God, like, what's up? Like, why is it taking so long? And it can get so frustrating, especially when you want whatever he shows you to manifest and even doing things, the things of God can be like, wow, like God is just even really doing anything. But I just want to leave you with God's promises for you are good. His ways are good. He's pleased with you. He loves you. He is for you. He has so everything that you desire, God has it for you. He wants it for you. And that it's going to be in due season. And he has to get your heart in alignment with his will. And once you start getting in alignment with his will, have the things you won't even desire. And you'll just recognize that there's levels to this. So there's a maturation. So you got to mature in some regard, but uh, his promises are good. So I just want to encourage you to keep believing him, keep trusting in his promises, keep tuning in to destiny and listening to the guests and her perspectives and her Holy spirit insight that I do believe is guiding her in, in her episodes and just be intentional about being in the presence of God. So that's what I will leave you guys with. And um, I don't know, is it the time that I kind of let them know where they can find me or yes. are we going to have? Yeah, that's what's going to let them know where to find you. Okay, I will say you guys, go ahead and find me on Instagram at I am Anielle, A-N-N-I-E-L-L-E. I am Anielle. And you can also find me at BWP Podcast, so Bloom With Purpose Podcast. You can find that podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Facebook, and Yale Timmons Bloom With Purpose Podcast. And I have some e-courses out. You can find me at bloomwithpurposepodcast.com and yelletimmons.com. But yeah, hit me up. Let me know how you guys are doing, what you thought of the episode. And I look forward to hearing from you. Yes. Thank you so much, Danielle, for being on this episode um, and for being my guest. I I loved it. I had such an amazing time and I've learned so much. It's the stuff I got to write down. I'm like, we got to work on it. We got to get this stuff together. So I thank you so much for that. Um, to our audience, thank you so much for listening on today. Um, thank you for joining The Destined Life. Uh, we are, uh, please follow us on Instagram at um, at the Destin Life underscore. Also like the Facebook page, The Destin Life. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast itself. Comment um, 
Let me know how you feel and send me a, a private message, whatever you got to do. Let me know. And I thank you so much for the support from everybody, from all the, uh, the likes, the comments, the shares, the everything that people have been supporting. Thank you so much. Um, I am your host, Destiny Harris, reminding you to choose today to live your best life. And that's the best in life. God bless. Bye.